Did you want me to record now? I don't know. It'd, it'd be fun, you know, asking me live on that. So, yeah. you know, we well, go. we'll see what they say. All right. Welcome to the Nabro podcast with your homeboy from the west side, east side, north side, south side. <laughs> Welcome to the Nabro podcast where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's word to illuminate and preserve his truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join your hosts. Welcome to the Nabro Podcast. This is Jeff Anthony Garcia, my brother. Sean Campbell. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. I'm yeah, glad what, are you, we're what, fun. what are you laughing yeah. about? Oh, just, you know, we're talking about being confused, and you sounded <laughs> a little bit confused there with where you're coming from, what, you're, what direction you're at, you know? So, I mean, I yeah. think it's a good good intro to, to yeah. what we're talking about today. I, I think it's part of my essence. It's my character to be confused and uh, distracted. So, All right. well, we'll see if we can lead you to the truth. <laughs> Whose truth? Oh. oh, nice way to segue into uh, apologetics. Yeah. Uh, we've been on this, uh, what, almost at the end, we're at, we're at the beginning of August, so we've been in it for two months. Yep. I missed um, a couple of weeks traveling, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I, I think it was, it was great. It gave us an opportunity to really have some conversations and debates and kind of put things into live action. So um, it was great. It was all God's hands on how these things work out. So, but uh, definitely glad that you lead this class and not I. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I actually got some feedback on that today. That you know, initially there was maybe questions about the best format, but mm. you know, a couple of people said today, you know, they really appreciated that, like because they got to see like honest answers. And when people take on the you know devil's advocate side, you got to see really kind of both sides. For mm. once, it was really healthy to see that. So. Um, you know, I'm s- saddened that I missed, but it ended up working out really well. You know, yeah. not just the way class goes, but practically, you know, got that feedback today that, you know, they saw value in that that they weren't expecting. So. Well, praise God. It's, yeah. That's definitely it. And uh, definitely, you know, we, I think both you and I, we were, were about it and not just talk when we tell people, hey, if, if you don't like something or you do like something, let us know, you yeah. know, and we're... I'll, what did you call us? Two babbling something? I don't know. ID10 tangos, I think it's what you said, right? <laughs> I so don't, I don't remember. I don't listen to what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even remember what I said 10 seconds ago. Right. But, you know, I said that at the beginning. <laughs> like, if if you don't like something, you know, let us know because, you know, one, I've got really sick, thick skin. But, two, we're not doing any favors if you keep a critical opinion to yourself yeah. because it doesn't help you and it doesn't it's no good for me because then i just drive off in the wilderness thinking i'm doing good but you know yeah. everybody in the back of the car is like come on you know so yeah, yeah what's wrong with that guy <laughs> i don't know well, nobody tells me anything so <laughs> cool uh what are we uh tackling today so today we're talking about identity mm. and as we just talking about, you know, when I was praying about it last week, I really wanted to change a little bit because it's not just about sexual identity. It is about our identity in Christ. And, and you know, so the question I started with was who has been confused about their identity? And, you know, I, I deliberately didn't go to the the question. I left yeah. it, you know, at, at, you know, the apologetics go-to verse, you know, First Peter 3.15, you know, thinking about our faith 
we don't believe because of the evidence, but our evidence makes what we believe reasonable. And so just really want to ask the question, like who's been confused about their identity? Mm-hmm. And, you know, on that slide, I crossed out sexual identity. You know, why can't you leave me alone to tell to whatever identity I want when it's clear that God made us just the way we are? So on that slide, was that after Grant asked the great question, right? One thing you've been teaching is to ask good questions. His question was, right, like, are we talking about sexual identity or just like identity in general? So was it, I'm taking it was before your slide that he asked that question or? Yeah, he, he I asked, mean, we have a small screen here, so I know it's right. hard to see your. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, you got to really squint <laughs> to see. Um, but, but no, he asked about before I, I changed the oh, slide nice. and, and that was the point I wanted yeah. to make. And it wasn't a gotcha. It was just like, we're all really confused about who we are. Mm. And so whether you think sexual identity, this thing is, you know, just a passing craze and it's going to be gone or whether you think like we're stuck in this forever, we're really not that different. Yeah. You know, as you know, scripture says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And there's nothing new under the sun, not just that things come back around, but we're actually not that different. It just manifests differently. You know, as I, as I mentioned, you know, I grew up, Sean's a liar. You know, and that was my identity. And like I said, I found people who reinforced that identity because they helped me lie more and just confirm that about me. And it led me down a dark path, not un, not dissimilar to this. Just the difference is it wasn't surgical. It wasn't chemical. It, it was just an ideological thing. Uh, God always is. I'm always in awe of God, right? It, I expect amazing things out of him because he's just consistent on right. on those things, right? We're back at it to when we what we started with, yeah, right. Like literally, I'm sitting here, I'm like, we're we're back to identity, yeah, right. And uh, that that's very interesting. So, um, you you, I'm gonna look at my notes. Um, I know I wrote it down on paper, but there was something I didn't write down because I wanted to keep that to myself and not to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, here, let me see. Play that Jeopardy song. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that um, you identi- identified yourself as a liar, right? And I wrote down a couple other things, right? I, I put, not you, just right. I, you- I, I, I put, when you asked that question, I wrote down liar, drunk, sex addict, and then I just put sinner in all capital letters right and that's how when we talked about christian sexuality and being identity i mean we spent a month on identity on identity Who by itself God say we are yeah you know that um he he breaks at that but your follow-up question was why do you think that we think so little of ourselves of ourselves and that's where we hang our identity and so walk walk us through that so we had some really good input answers to that question, but essentially I think it's because that's where we find meaning, even if we know that that's bad meaning, but it's affirmation. Like mm-hmm. even if, even if you know, it's abusive and that's the way, you know, I felt, but you know, it was a self-reinforcing thing you know sean's a liar so why not and then you know i'm around people that make me want to keep secrets or you know i have to lie to make sure that things are good but 
I think it's just because it's safe and, you know, God calls us to be different, be a peculiar people, to be different than everybody else, but he calls us to respond to things in a different way when the world would say, yeah, lie to yourself, you know, find your identity in that thing. God says, no, you are this, you're made in my image with a purpose. And so I had to get to a point where I was willing to hear that because it was hard work (laughs) to change that identity because, well, I mean, you're going to treat me like a liar. So why bother trying, you know, you think I'm a a porn addict or you think I'm a a thief or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it is easier just to live up to low expectations, but changing is the hard part. And so I think that might be the answer to the question. I hadn't thought about it before until you asked me now, but I think the answer, my answer to the question would be that just because it's hard work to change. And so, yeah, go ahead and reduce me to this one thing. Um, you know, sadly, a lot of, a lot of young women, you know, feel they have to find their identity in their beauty. They're doing the same thing, you know, you know, I talked about it in, in the army that became my identity. It was, I thought it was really cool. You know, I wasn't SEAL team six, but you know, mm-hmm. I was doing some really challenging things and, you know, paratrooper and all those things like that. You know, I said I was a Christian and all those things, but that was my identity. <laughs> so I think the short answer is just, it's easier. It's easier and yeah. I don't have to do any extra work. And so, yeah. Let's live in this, in this lie together because it's safe. I, I, I couldn't agree any more than that. I, that's exactly what I thought about. Also, when we left class, went to go eat lunch and then just writing notes down. It, it is safe because it's easy. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's a lot easier expectation. Yeah. Right. Like you said, it's, it's, it's an easier expectation. If everybody knows you're a liar, they're not going to expect anything different from you. Exactly. But if you're in a human secular sense, a good person, you now have to be living to that. Right. And that makes me think of why <clears throat> I, I don't want to go on a tangent. I just want to finish my thought. <laughs> so I think that's an, a prime example why people uh, feel leading up to what we're going to end up. Um, that Christians are such hypocrites because they have such a high level of expectation of us when we're exactly as filthy as they are. Right. Right. There's just a difference in those things. So uh, that's exactly one, one thing that I left was like, yeah, it's much easier. And it it just reminded me of summer what she said last week, right? If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that's good lead into discussion that we're hypocrites because we try to do better, mm. but we're the same dirty, rotten sinners. Yeah. All right. So, um, so yeah, that was an excellent question, uh, to start off class. It, it did exactly what I, you, I believe you were setting up for them to start asking that question. So we, we go from there, um, answering the question, like, why, why do I, we identify ourselves there? So um, before we, we started recording, I, I asked, well, there seems like there's a long list of things of identities here. So let's talk about where you're hanging your class for identity mm-hmm. specifically so we can set the table correctly for this week. And then obviously what we're going to present 
for next week. So everyone is very clear on what you're what you're hanging your class on this week on what specific so type of identity. This week was more of the BT less on the lesbian and gay, mm -hmm. um, more on the identity side of things because, you know, I feel like, I mean, we've talked about Jackie O'Perry and same-sex attraction, things like that, that that was more what we talked about up to this point. And mm -hmm. so I feel like we covered that. And like I mentioned, I tried to be more scientific about this, more rational and less spiritual, not that there isn't a spiritual context to yeah. it but we had already dealt with a lot of the same-sex attraction type of things and so this deliberately was more on the just identity side of things that that completely rejects god's design where that's just method and purpose where this is more of a design question mm -hmm. which is interesting because we started with design of the universe <laughs> and we're here on our design as humans is a manifestation of God's creative power. So yeah. yeah, we we are just primarily talking about the the gender sexual identity side as opposed to the attraction that yeah. we talked about earlier. And I can certainly appreciate that because I was just thinking about that that through Christian sexuality we did it was four weeks of same sex attraction. And then the in one of those weeks it was a super weird AI sex, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, that, that goes into, um, where we, we did spend some bit in, um, in the transgender, but what I can appreciate in this specific class that you're doing is that we're talking about something that you cannot come back from. Yeah. So it, it's a very serious, uh, right. Where same sex attraction Right, that's that's that is different from tra uh, gender dysphoria, right? So, right. what what's gender dysphoria? I'm I'm sh everyone's here heard what that is. Everyone has their particular idea of what they think it is. But what is gender dysphoria? So, you know, the scientists <laughs> who actually believe in science, they don't believe, but they follow the science. Say, <laughs> so, you know, it is at its essence the intense dislike of their physical identity, how it relates to their personal belief on who they are sexually. They identify as a male or female, but their body doesn't match that, mm -hmm. that vision. And so, yeah, the, the definition is, is that they're just this disgust for who they are based on how they feel. Yeah. <clears throat> So w once they, they get into this gender dysphoria, um, we kind of talked about uh, a few people that um, the media has really, really put out there. You mentioned Jazz Jennings. Um, what can you tell us about Jazz Jennings and how this leads into the the discussion points that you have for Chris? Yeah. So, you know, I just thought about it in class as an example of somebody who's trapped in always imaginable. You know, as you pointed out, he was four when he told his mom that he was a girl and she jumped on the bandwagon and found it was confirmation bias. She found everything she was looking for um, and he did the whole shebang, all of the 
all of the surgeries, top and bottom and everything like that. And, you know, now he's his late teens, early 20s, I think. Yeah, early 20s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is open that he's questioning everything. And, and, you know, specifically that because he transitioned, medically transitioned so early, he never went through puberty. He has no adult hormones. Mm -hmm. And he's realizing that now that he's not a boy anymore because they butchered all that. He's not a girl because it doesn't look or function like a female. And so he feels lost, like yeah. now finally feels lost. And, but mom is pushing it because she's making money just like everybody else who's pushing it. She's not actually involved, invested in care, just pushing things. And that's, that's honestly where we should respond with some energy. You know, people who are questioning who they are need God's grace, needs Jesus mercy. The people who are doing this to the kids, like that's where we should honestly focus yeah. our energy. When people who are trapped in, in this, in any identity issue, they desperately need Jesus. The people who are making money off this and people who are, are pushing this, they're the ones that, that need dealt with. Um, and I'm not talking about <laughs> any mm -hmm. violence or anything like that. It's just like, if we're going to get upset, it needs to be with those people. But even that, that wasn't the point of today. It is really just, these are people who are lost and hurting. How can we one, see that we're not that different and two, how we can minister and, you know, I think the fact that we're all, we all have an identity crisis, as we talked about at the beginning of Christian sexuality, as we just mentioned, that I think it's good that we come back here, um, that we're only going to find peace in God. We're only going to find who we're supposed to be when we go, go back to God, when we go back to the creator with his design and his purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Um, I want to uh, bring up a couple of talking uh, things, uh, not talking points. I just want to bring up some some research that I did based on some articles that I read at the end of uh, 2022 and then uh, <clears throat> an interview that I watched during uh, uh, the Christmas period as well from Jordan Peterson and uh, uh, Chloe Cole, who just got done testifying at the um, Congress uh, in regards to uh, trans uh, protection for kids and uh, transgender um, surgeries. Um, so Chris Beck, um, SEAL, uh, an ex-SEAL on SEAL Team 6, right, transitioned. Um, he's famously known for looking at Ben Shapiro and told him to be quiet or he's going to go home in a body bag, <clears throat> right? So um, I, I believe the title you gave him, One Bad... <laughs> Awesome. Mama John. Yeah, it's a, of a person, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a little bit about um, what's going on with him. Chris Beck went from Chris Beck to Christina Beck, and now back to who he is, Chris Beck. Okay. So transition to to. Uh, I'm gonna say I was never transgender. This is his quote, in quote in quotations. I was never transgendered, male to female or female to male or anything. Uh, for me, transgender didn't exist. I had a gender dysphoria and I had unnecessary surgeries. 
I was never given an opportunity to figure out what that meant. The uh, he uh, cl clinicians cl mm -hmm. clinicians clinicians pushed me into medical treatments that ruined my life. Okay. Then you have Chloe, um, and I showed you her interview, yeah. and her statement was, the medical team pushed for me to go on puberty blockers and then have surgeries, right? And she talks about, like, she'll never get to breastfeed, all, like, uh, nipple realignments, like, right? And, and we're all adults, so we can talk yeah. about this stuff, but it's it's important for us to understand what that looks like um mentally right um when we talked about abortion has anyone actually seen an abortion being done and what that actually looks like right yeah. and you we were prepared to show that video and we just didn't get an opportunity to to do that majority both sides don't really understand what did it what, what does that really look like right so um i think about jazz as well that that mom and that medical team was like Yes, this is what needs to happen. And um, I'm sure um, Chloe got, when I heard Chloe say this, it was the exact same thing that they told Jazz, Jazz's parents, which was. So you can either have a dead son or a transgender girl. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like the, these people who are pushing it on these kids, that's. I don't even know how to respond. My only thought is what Jesus did. Like he reserved all of his righteous anger and energy towards the Pharisees. And I think that's where this is, is like they need to be called out and they're going to answer to God. They not don't need to answer to me. Um, but even Jesus dealt with, them differently than he dealt with the actual yeah sinners yeah and, and i'm not asking for a response right. because that's for next week yeah well what i am what i'm trying to lay out is these three different scenarios there's one constant thing no time to think yeah. you need to act yeah and i'm thinking in sales there is not a time for you to think because then you're going to have remorse act act and we always said, time kills deals. You don't got time to think. You need to go chop these things off and go get into the system, right? A drug dealer ain't going to be like, oh, yeah, go go think about that. Right. <laughs> then come back to me. No, it's not going to happen that way, right? So they push it, get them uh, onto the treatments, put them in, put them with other like-minded people to be like, no, you're, Yes, your feelings are correct. You are a girl. Keep going. How can we support you? Because when I saw the episode, say what you may say in regards to um, Hollywood and, and to be able to put things out there that are like showing the manipulation. Hmm. Right. And I and I mentioned that like the devil doesn't even hide it anymore. He's like, yeah. people are just going to accept the manipulation. Yeah. Right. That these doctors are like, oh, yeah, no, no. Listen to your mom. She's absolutely right. Yeah. Right. And being connected somehow or some way to that medical doctor who's performing these these surgeries and selling the puberty blockers and all this other stuff. Right. Uh, just to kind of go back to where I'm at. These are surgeries that can never do an undo or a redo button. 
You know what I mean? And um, there, there's there's a, a YouTuber uh, that I watch, and he always plays this audio clip, and is like, "Hide your kids, hide your wife, explicit, explicit." So here's your warning: explicit content coming up. You asked, "Do you understand what happens when a male transitions to female when they actually have the surgery stuff?" So, Mr. Sean Campbell. <laughs> Could you repeat what you said in class? Yeah. What does it? What is that? Yeah. So, warning. Um, warning. Oh, I read the explicit rule. <laughs> um, you know, and that's the thing. Like we're we're adults, and this is like an actual thing. And mm-hmm. you know, I only learned about this about six months ago because I, I mean, I was had my you know restrictions on my search. It was safe search because I didn't know what was going to come up. And mm-hmm. like, what happens? during male to female transition and it's appalling um which is part of the problem with jazz um basically it's called phalloplasty um vaginoplasty that's the other ways yeah phalloplasty mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. vaginoplasty they they take the male penis and split it down the middle make sure they don't cut the urethra and they take the sides of the penis and they basically stitch it to the inside of (laughs) your crotch and then they create something like the clitoris from the tissue on the head of the penis and then manipulate the urethra so it's kind of in the right spot and then they have to wear an insert forever uh, to keep the vaginal this fake vaginal opening open and then they have to constantly i think you pointed out like or mm-hmm. somebody did i did like you've you've got to do more than that to make sure it basically doesn't close down around it because it is a an open wound mm-hmm. and you know i mentioned that the study that was just finished only 81 people were willing to talk about it but 80 percent of them said they are constantly in pain five years after 56 percent of them said that pain is sexual pain is unbearable um i mean just take you know your worst nightmare and that's (laughs) the sad truth so i I just want to it just makes me think about when they say they're constantly in pain 80 percent of them like i just want to add like what kind of pain Right, like, are we talking about emotional pain? Are we talking about They're physical talking pain? They're talking about physical pain. Right. You know, we just because read the headlines, you know. Yeah, I yeah no. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, they said it was physical pain okay. re- result of the surgery, just latent, just by itself. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, doing something was painful yeah. even more so. But, I mean, the but, emotional well, pain is there because... Well, this, this is where I want to intensify the emotional pain. Right, because uh, you ever watch like that uh, or that movie Major Pain? When we were <laughs> Long time ago, yeah. Right, and and he's all like, uh, he broke his soldier's uh, pinky because he got shot, <laughs> and he's all, well, you know, you got two pains, and one of them is stronger than the other, but you can't have two pain. You won't feel two pains right. at the same time. Yeah. That even, and I'm guilty of this, of. Um, causing myself pain to supplement the other pain. Yeah. Right. So uh, to me, physical pain I can overtake my, my mental pain. Yeah. And this is where I got addicted to drugs. 
you know, <clears throat> that the, uh, not just from like the high, but even just like the, the damage I would do to myself was, was way stronger than the emotional pain. So it, it helped me erase that emotional pain for a temporal thing. So to think that they're 80% of the time they're in constant pain, that's kind of something that Chloe Cole said that she's like, when I was on puberty blockers, the, the pain was even more intensified than being off the pu puberty blockers itself. But she talks about that. She's consistently in pain, but to put themselves in that kind of pain to get over the emotional um, portion, which goes back to, we didn't have time to think it out. And um, Chris uh, mentions here, he's all, uh, which you said was the Babylon B um, portion that they did, right? He's all, 12 year olds cannot get tattoos. They can't even drink booze or anything, but they can go have life altering sex changes. Yeah. You know, we, you mentioned time. We talked about that last, last week with the ladies that, you know, are a primary distinction between Christians and everybody else's perspective. And, you know, in Dr. So's book, um, she points out long-term studies up to 90% of children with actual gender dysphoria desist before they reach 18. If the medical community was patient, they didn't rush into this, 90% of these kids, not saying that that intervening period from whatever, however old to 18 would necessarily be easy, 60 to 90% of those children desist if you leave it alone. It just, it works out. And so time is of the essence and what you said about sales, I don't think just do it. That's what they're doing. They're just selling stuff. They're making a lot of money off it because, well, if you're patient, then I don't get mine. You know, I can't bill as high. You know, counseling yeah. doesn't bill as much as, you know, prescribing and things like that. And so goes back to perspective. Like she's an atheist, liberal feminist. And she says, wait, God says, wait, be patient, listen, you know, we talked about before that the great figures in scripture to include Jesus all had to go through the wilderness, all had to wait before they were ready to serve God. This is just another example of if you wait, it's going to end up better. Yeah. And, and yeah I, th I think that's a repeating factor because I asked you, um, as far as your studies, if you pulled up what's happening in Europe or really they they went they the height of theirs was like 15 years ago mm -hmm. right and now a lot of them are like wait till you're an adult till you can really rationalize what you're going to do and even then wait yeah <laughs> right because this is what chris said he's like that the headline to the article was you need to slow down a warning and it was scratch an extreme warning to wait yeah you know what i mean and yeah and I, I, right now when you're talking about through the Bible, through God's word, his good news, there is long waits because of transformation, not trans changing. Yeah. Transformation, right. not transition. Yeah. So exactly, bro. I just came hey, up with that. Hey, right. hey Ron. Hey, hey Ron. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, definitely. So uh, awesome. Um, I know that you have your, your outline there. And I have a couple other notes, but I, I don't want to um, keep us from staying on track. So. You know, the, you know, I started with 
grace and truth and whatever it is, but especially when it comes to somebody's identity, that's where we need to start because, you know, I said, you know, we've got to treat the person with grace and the issue with truth. And I said, you know, truth without grace is abusive and arrogant. You were talking about that church in, in Houston, dude walked in and said, you don't want to talking about, <laughs> yeah, that's abusive. Yeah. And then I said, you know, the conservative churches more often, not more often, are more likely to be that, you know, all truth, no grace. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it's all grace and no truth. Neither one gets you to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was the embodiment of perfect grace and perfect truth. And so being able to treat people with that grace, seeing them in their pain, like we've talked about with empathy and things, seeing them in their pain, knowing that there's a better way. I was talking about this with kids in the in the car, we're talking about empathy and sympathy. You know, you said, you know, empathy is, you know, you jumping into the pit and say, hey, I'm gonna help you get out. Sympathy is laying there on the side of the, on the, on the roof of the, the thing, looking at man, man, that's really bad. You're stuck in that hole. I feel so bad for you, man. It just, and you're, you're just sitting there selling something that you don't own and then not do anything to help them, yeah. you know? And there's a time for that, you know, when somebody's lost a loved one or gone through some tragedy, there is need for m some sympathy at the beginning, but if you sit there for too long, everybody's going to be miserable and they're not going to be better off. And so dealing with people with grace and and knowing them you know as we said many times in the past you earn the right to speak truth to people and you earn the right to speak truth to them by showing them grace yeah. by loving them for who they are not what they're doing and you can love the person and not love sin or hate the sin that's not in scripture um, but we love the person so that we can lead them to truth and that love has to start with grace, as Jim talked about. You know, love is the deliberate action of valuing somebody over yourself. That's what that's what grace is. You know, I I've started telling the kids, you know, don't just treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people the way you have been treated by God, mm -hmm. and that's patience and that's grace, leading you back to the truth. And so no matter what we're talking about, but especially this, we have to know that that's how we have to approach it, is the person with absolute grace and the issue with God's eternal truth. And if we don't start there, kind of like identity with, with Christian sexuality, if, if we don't start there, then nothing we say will be worth anything. Because if we're just, you don't know what you're doing, you're stupid, you know, Square yourself away, you know, you're a dude, you're not a chick, you know, just suck it up, it's going to be okay. That's all true, it's just not loving. But saying, hey, yeah, let's, let's surgically alter you forever that you can't change, that's loving without truth. Yeah. And if you don't have both of them, you're not treating people like Jesus. Yeah, and it makes me think of what Micah mentioned in class, right? She was talking about nature versus nurture. What's the solution? The one thing that popped in my head was something Jackie said, and then um, I can't remember the, the young woman's name from um, 
from Christian sexuality, but, you know, um, to kind of tie on love and then also grace, <clears throat> uh, the, the grace part of the, the one lady, she, she um, uh, gosh, why can't I think of her name? She was the, I, I want to say it was Nicole, the one that her, she wanted to be daddy's girl. Oh, Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one one of the biggest things that she ended with Jamie. is Jamie. Thank you. Sorry, Jamie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she ended with like just because you meet one trans person doesn't mean you met all trans people, right? So we it, we see them, and that's something we've been really consistent about talking about is seeing people, right? Like, like Avatar, I see you. I see you. As I see who you are, right? And love on love on and. and I love on them and gracefully walk with them, right? Um, Jackie talked about how the that community rallies against the idea that you love them right. and you're being gracious and you create something with a C, not a church, but a community. Yeah. But in in that video, she didn't discuss it, but in um, me following her, you know, on on, on social media. Um, watching some of um, her conferences and then following uh, several other people, which we talked about, Dave Rubin. We talked about, uh, I, I'm just reading the book um, from the one I sent you, um, Gay, Single, and Christian. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, looking at those things, that that community loves you up to one point. Okay. I, I wrote it here trans and abortion communities glorify you and your sin until you repent then you're canceled. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was talking about, about detransitioners. Like, mm -hmm. They don't exist as far as the media wants to tell you, as the medical community. They they don't want that news to get out because it messes up their game. It it's You're stealing from them, basically. Mm -hmm. if, if you're allowed to say, this was awful, please don't do this. And so, like, the voices that are getting out there, praise God that they're getting a microphone so that somebody hears it. Even if it's just, you know, thinking of the, the 99 and the one, if it's just one, praise God. And yeah. that one is worth it. And Jesus showed yes. us that, it, that the rest can wait. We're going to go back and get this one. And if that's all it is, then praise God. You know, like Desmond Doss in Hacksaw Ridge, he just kept praying, God, give me one more. God, give me one more. And God, give me one more into 120 people. This is the same way. Like, but we can only get there if, if we're loving. We can only earn our way into that community if we're gracious, if we're, if we're kind, knowing that there's a goal but not making it about the goal. Mm. And um, talking about the transitioning and just the level of other effects, scientifically, right? Like just not even Christian based, nothing, right? I um, We talked about the workaround, okay? Um, yeah. I wanna go back a little bit uh, uh, to where, where we started at class, but we, um, we talked about, um, well, let me set up the premise before we talk uh, about the workaround. So the, um, you laid out Genesis, right? Yep. And talk about the six days, everything was good. And then they got to Adam being alone. And why, was, why is that? Why did he say that was not good? That was bad. Well, it was not good for him to be alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we've talked about before, you know, God didn't create him a teammate. He created his life-saving counterpart. 
in mm. that. And in that creative act, he showed his love for his creation because he, as was pointed out in class, that there is community in God's nature. He created that for us. He put himself into our wives. He put himself into our relationship with them that there's this symbiosis. There's this nexus of, of power and in there because that reflects him. That's why it wasn't good is because he was incomplete and not talking about Jerry Maguire and all that <laughs> stuff, but, but you complete me. <laughs> God made a whole man and a whole woman and said, you're better together. Watch this. And as we said, that reflects, that reflects God's character, which proves that's the best way. And then you know, we talked about what scripture actually says about this, you know, and I said, you know, the common line that I've heard is Jesus never said anything about sexual identity. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to it, but you know, Michael Vines, Matthew Vines, God in the gate, Christian and Colby Martin unclobber, you know, how we've misused the Bible to condemn homosexuality, you know, they repeatedly say, Jesus never said anything about sexual identity, so neither should you. And my addition to that, unless you agree with us, and that's, that's the case, and they want to ignore this. And, you know, I heard this first from Vody Bauckham talking about this, and I've heard it lots of other times, that if we believe Jesus is the Son of God, then we know he clearly spoke on sexual identity no less than three times. In Matthew 19, in the beginning, God made them male and female. He didn't make them and anything else, mm -hmm. male and female. In Mark 10, he refers back to the Old Testament, a man, a man shall leave his father. And in the Greek and the Hebrew, man and male are synonymous. So God created male to leave his elder male and his elder female and be joined with his female. And then all through Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, he told all of creation, animals and man alike, be fruitful and multiply. And you can only do that if you follow God's design. Yeah. And, and this is the big issue going into um, all of those identities, including trans, is the not being able to be fruitful and multiply, right? With, unless you do the workaround. Right. And we talked about the workaround, um, which was adoption, yeah. right? But still requires male and a female right. to do that. We have IVF. Well, still requires male, some male, female, and some female, right? right. Um, well, they still have to gather semen from somewhere, and they still have to gather eggs from somewhere, right? Right. And then um, <laughs> everybody was like, "Uh, insemination, right?" right? Yep. Um, the good old sperm bank. <clears throat> uh, and then we talked about surrogates, um, which I, uh, that goes in their, uh, baby Airbnb. Yeah. You know, hateful argument out, yeah. or article I was reading, you know, that it's like you're claiming right over somebody's uterus mm -hmm. and that they're just, you know, rented space. Yeah. But I think that's something so in, 
see, I was going to go into talking points. That's going to, or not things to talk about and to think about. Um, and I'm just going to ask, yeah. don't reply. Right. I would think one of the things that we bring up is like, okay, even if you think you're a female and you transition to have a female, you know, you can't birth somebody, right? You're, you're, I'm going to use the title to say, you are not the birthing person. That's right. what they say. That's the title they give, right? Mm -hmm. My birther. Right. You're not a birther. You're going to have these surgeries and you're not going to be a birther. As a matter of fact, you can't even be the um, depositor, right, by doing these things to you. Um, because, I don't know, I think even men have a yearning to have offspring. I think that's why we fall into other sin. It is, right. It, yeah. Uh, not to sound evolutionist in in, in any way or uh, the Darwin, right? Like right. the uh, I just that uh, speciation. No, is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fruitful and multiply. That's we have that in us to right. to go to, and we we can't contribute in any sense when we do that to ourselves, you know. And it makes me think about a little bit in, uh, in what, without going on track. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. When I think about um, what the fallen had to do in order to procreate with women, mm. you know, like the how they had to change order in order to do that, and that's exactly what what we're seeing here. So, yeah. And uh, Edith brought up that the majority of the time when the words you are used, we, they, them are usually um, demons. What they what you pointed yeah. out there is a couple other ones, but the majority of the time it's regarding demons uh identifying themselves in as that like <laughs> i don't have i'm not me i am a we or a they you're a host romance, right mean, yeah so <clears throat> just made me a lot of a lot of things in there but mm. uh um but to me i think the irreparable i think that's what the title was damage or the yeah, irreparable damage yeah you know, abigail schreier mm -hmm. so but I hadn't thought about that until she, until Edith said that. I'm like, that is eerily similar. Mm -hmm. I mean, just in the they, them, like grammatically, that doesn't make sense. But spiritually, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about it until she said that. That, that is typically, you know, in, in the gospel, it says, yeah. you know, we are legion. You know, as, you know, in the nefarious, nefarious you yeah. know, and he, he, models that that you know there's a lot of us in here yeah. um, as much as i liked watching the book of eli i we should have watched nefarious here that is, i'm as you get to finish it I, I think you probably would see like man we could break this into a bible study based on what he's laying out what that demon is laying out completely yeah. you know it's like oh i know where that's at i know where that's at and it just it solidifies, I know we're going on a tangent, but it's, it solidifies when God tells them, you know, we don't live on bread alone, right? Because the devil is using what? Scripture. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, hold on. Well, yeah. you've heard it said, you know, I mean, yeah. in the, the wilderness with Jesus. He who's said, the greatest theologian of all time? Satan. Yeah, absolutely right. So he's going to know the words and to sell us the lies and uh, kind of go and and that's exactly where we're at so i know that next week we're going to go into the actual apologetics um so i'm gonna yield my time to you good sir of what <laughs> you're gonna lay out and i i've already uh, laid us way out off course so 
uh, I'm going to mind my helm <laughs> and uh, give it over to you, Connie officer. <laughs> he, he's an army guy. He doesn't understand any yeah. of that. <laughs> so, you know, we watched that thing, the seeker video um, that oh, you yeah. know, science doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean what you think it means, you know, Vicini and all that. But, you know, I, I mentioned in, in class that, you know, chromosomes, gametes, anatomy, and instincts that the male and female sex organs fit and function together. And they're the only organs that require their opposite to fulfill their purpose. You know, I mentioned you don't need somebody else's heart, somebody else's lungs or liver or kidneys or, you know, don't know what the appendix does other than try to kill you, but all of that works on its own. All of that works God designed it to function, to keep you alive. Now your sex organs don't keep you alive. It creates life, but it can only do that with its, with the opposite sex to fulfill its purpose. All I can think about when you, when you put up gametes is their slogan right now, Matt Walsh and his beep gametes. <laughs> and, and, and I understand why they get frustrated, right? Because the science is against them here. Right. Yeah. But the science that I've listened to the biologists and all the, no, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, and he's not making, he's not making religious arguments. Yeah. He's making a just science. And I pointed out Richard Dawkins, you yeah. know, believes in aliens, dude, like, Frank Turek said he's more courageous than a lot of pastors right now because he says it is just science. And, and what I find consistent, like we talked about, he is he is philosophically consistent front to back. He said, if you believe in more than two genders, you're not an atheist because you believe in something you can't see. You can only truly be an atheist if you believe in male and female. because. Everything else is your imagination. You're not an atheist. He's not canceled yet. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody hates him. But it, and I mean, when Frank Turek is quoting a staunch atheist, you yeah. know the world has lost its mind because you know Stacy wrote the paper on it that truth is truth regardless of the truth teller. Richard Dawkins is spot on. I just found that interesting that you're not a good atheist. You're not a real atheist if if you believe in more than two genders because you're believing in something you can't see. That's the essence of religion. Yeah. I, I think she said it last week, right? In the sense, like, good on him for not wavering. Yeah. Like, right? he's, like he's consistent. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like I talk about with Christopher Hitchens, hardcore pro-life because it's science. Didn't believe in the soul, didn't believe anything with that, but he agreed with those 95% of, of biologists that said life began at conception because the science. Mm -hmm. That is what the science indicates. That's what the science proves. They're alive. The science proves there's male and female. That's it. Take anywhere else, you're following religion. You're not an atheist. What else did we follow up after the gammies? You had a few, so... Um, you know, I asked it, you know, why would one someone want to reject their God-given identity, master false beliefs? And I said, you know, it was basically the same answer. You know, when I was writing them down, I didn't think of that. So it wasn't like gotcha questions. Just as I, as I read my own questions, like the answer is the same to all of these. 
it is just they're lost mm -hmm. they you know it's easier to lie to yourself you know and you know it, there's community in it that's that's what was said he said there, there's this community out there that says yeah you're gonna be dead if you don't do this but yeah welcome you know we're open we're affirming we're just we actually love you they hate you we love you come be with us now shut up and sit down and get out of here if if you want to break ranks um and so that was that was the last question i really had and i skipped over it because i realized it's the same question yeah packaged differently which was unintentional on my part but as we got you know thoughtful responses to the first couple you know the answer is the same it is just it's easier to lie to ourselves you know there's this community and we're all doing it it just manifests differently um and the last last point i made in class was you know the thing that people bring up was what about intersex um and the science <laughs> indicates that 0 0.018 earlier i said 0 0.02 so i wasn't far off i rounded up <laughs> but 0 0.018 percent of the population that's it is intersex i can't trust you anymore <laughs> yeah um we'll be talking about it in my class that starts this week man about logic and critical thinking and um anyway but it's it is a medically identified deviation from the norm and so in the medical definition of it they prove the truth of the norm and as i pointed out all that's different is the external man manifestation of their sex organs they've got xx or xy and generally their internal plumbing matches that chromosomal gamete biological state it is just what you can see that is less certain um, but all of those things an intersex person possesses a body chromosomal and anatomical abnormalities that are empirical verifiable intersex and transgender are categorically different one is an actual biological physiological empirically verifiable thing and the other one is just a crisis of identity and we'll come back to this next week but this is just a rejection of god's authority and that's that's the the classic thing in scripture is it me or god are we going to worship the creatures or the creator and this isn't new in scripture this isn't a new a new issue it's always been about me or god it's always been worshiping the created as opposed to the creator mm -hmm. and it's helpful for me to look at it that way that we're not that different yeah. we're all fighting the same issue it's about me being God. Uh, and next week when we get, <clears throat> are you, are you going to address hermaphrodite? Well, that's the term we've used growing up and I'm probably really not PC using. Yeah, that's real eighties. <laughs> I'm an old man. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> right, right. That was the title that they gave it. Right. With, yeah. um, but, uh, what's the word you used? I'm so sorry. Um, well, 
intersex intersex yeah i, th- I think the... you know i haven't even thought of that way to go um <laughs> but <laughs> i think i th- if i remember right and i hadn't you know looked at that yeah. before you hadn't thought of it before you said it but yeah i think that's that's the thing the same thing just mm-hmm. different words um and i say but and I, I think people think of it like being a bad word but it's not but that because it's kind of like it's broken down like herm hermes from like right who hermes was and died whatever i didn't pay attention in school you know that <laughs> um but that's the one thing that did stick to my head and how we got to here because i remember the word coming out because they were talking about king tut and okay. he fell in that category and how that mm. became and how they run it like this is why we have this mutation because that's what it is it's a mutation right and how they got there so my question is are you bringing that into for your no um, um no. why has it been debunked do you know where i'm going with that or no yeah okay so um since it's not going to be talked about so myself the one thing that stuck to my head when because uh, i love history so they're talking about king tut and science i was like yeah i'm all in <clears throat> so um intersex is a, is a problem due to um trying to have pure bloodlines throughout timelines to to keep the royalty so the mutation over and over by having sex with full first right right um having sex with your sister time after time after time after time the genes uh, the uh, chromosomes then get all mixed up and then it produces abnormalities yes i don't know why i can't i i know why whatever i'm mexican i'm just kidding (laughs) see you can say it yeah i can say it yeah i didn't think it but i'm a doctor no um (laughs) so so, um when they were discussing that that I lost myself. What was I saying? You're talking about bloodlines and King Tut and hermaphrodites and yeah. And so it's just abnormality. Because yeah. Oh, wait, I couldn't say the word. Yeah. So just those two, um, uh, uh, him having like boobs and having cleft feet and a cleft tongue or mouth is all from just that. Which, when we think about it, that is a direct cause of the fall. We can we can yeah we can bring it back but it's the sense that man wants to be in power has to be pure and can't give I can't give someone that's not part of my lineage this right. and this is what the production was right. so when we think about um, places where where we see this intersex problem is going to be in um, a, a high number is in the Caribbean areas so we're talking about tribal people. Huh look into it in the native american huh. it's an issue it's a um mexico it's an issue and so i th- like this is like something like wow like i follow and fallen heritage i'm like i see that huh right because if they're following a tribal thing and there's a chief and you're passing it down so let's wow. put that there learn something new every day yeah, yeah wow. so it was, ju- it was just one of those things and um not many people in my family know that this was an issue in our family and that's even more reason i studied it so uh, when my family hears about that they're like what so i'm like yeah so wow Uh uh-huh thank you i yeah yeah learn something new every day yeah (laughs) don't know how much of it's true but it i haven't really but as far as the search i had Mm -hmm. right i i did my search maybe about 25 years ago so oh wow um before this was the thing before it was a thing yeah 
yeah, that they, it was very well lined out. This is the reason, this is what's going on. This is why uh, we have intersex. So, huh. yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it is a design abnormality mm -hmm. because we couldn't follow the rules because we mm -hmm. didn't want to do it God's way because we wanted to be in control. And, you know, it makes sense, you know, especially in ancient Egypt, you know, if, if some low-life scumbag, you know, had any connection to the bloodline, then, you know, game's over. And so, mm -hmm. like, it makes sense from a purely worldview um, but hadn't thought about it that, you know, I do remember that King Tut was, had some issues, but you know, they don't talk about it too much. And they said, oh, <clears throat> why it was such a normal thing for them was that it was to them. It didn't seem like it was a bad thing. It wasn't actually a gift from the gods to them to have intersex. They were so special. Yeah. Because angels are neither female or male. Right. They're, so it, yeah, it was like. I was like, wow, like interesting stuff. Light bulb. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Cool. Wow. But that's a, they're categorically different. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned club feet and cleft palate and all those things like that. Those are design flaws, but not because of God, but because of me trying to screw with the design and make it look like me. me, me being God, me being creation, trying to usurp the creator, do it my way. You're going to end up with some really weird stuff. Yeah. Uh. So look forward to next week. Yeah. Or we're actually going to do the apologetics portion of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we mentioned it before that, you know, apologetics is understanding the evidence and then applying it to our worldview. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, if I find that a lot, like feedback I'm getting from you and from Stacy and Edith is I'm, I'm making these things very clear. So please forgive me <laughs> for, <laughs> for that, you know, cause it all makes sense in my head um, that, you know, we've been laying the foundation and then figuring out how to apply that mm -hmm. to our faith. And as you mentioned, you know, it's usually not a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And as I mentioned after class today, you know, we're not having debates with people. And, and so we don't need to approach it in that clunky clinical way, that, but I wanted to lay out the position so we can look at it from a, through a spiritual worldview mm -hmm. to a Christian worldview, because this is all part of the world around us. But if we aren't applying God to anthropology, who is man, if we're not applying God to science, um, if we're not applying God to design, to music, to all these beautiful things, then we're not, we don't have a Christian worldview. And so understanding all the things that are part of this world and then, and then figuring out how we can respond to it with truth, how we can respond to it with grace, but thoughtfully. And so, you know, the request was to end the sessions on you know, why we're hypocrites. And so there'll be kind of a hybrid for next week about how we can ask these, how we need to consider this. And then, you know, how does that play into the fact that the world sees us as hypocrites? And, mm -hmm. you know, there's some, there's some thoughtful answers to that, but ultimately it's, you know, who are we trying to follow? And if I'm trying to follow something that's different than me, I'm going to fail. I'm, and a, the distinction between us has to be, yep, we said a long time ago, I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, a wretched man that I am. And I think if we're shameless Christians, 
if we yes you are dead right i am a i'm worse than you think i am that's why i need jesus that may sound trite it's the truth though and so the dis- discussion next week will primarily primarily be discussing questions and so i hope the class comes ready to talk because otherwise it's going to be really quiet because I'm okay with the silence. <laughs> you might have to sit on your hands. Um, but I've been trying. Very, yeah, very you've been long. doing really good. Thank like, you. Thank you. And because I, I look over and I see, you know, making notes and things like that. But, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with the silence. I like, um, I get, I get up to six hours of conversation afterwards. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Just so you guys know, literally, it's almost like six hours of conversation right, yeah. afterwards that we have, right? So, yeah, yeah so it, it helps me to be silent during class. <laughs> and then there's sometimes I'm like, I just got to say something. But, right. Um, but yeah, so we're going we're gonna to have the discussion about, you know, what do we do about this mm-hmm. next week? And that will logically feed into, you know, why are Christians such hypocrites? Because of how we respond to stuff like this. Um, demonstrate demonstrate our hypocrisy but i think our hypocrisy is only dangerous if we're not willing to admit it yeah. then then it is what do you expect <laughs> i am this, this liar i'm this thief i'm this addict i'm whatever i don't know who i am what do you <laughs> of course i'm not going to get it right but that takes humility and that takes understanding who we are and we understand that, that we're creating the image of God, but we're fallen, we're broken, we're wretched, awful people that don't deserve anything. I'm going to get it wrong. Thank you for pointing <laughs> pointing this out, because maybe I didn't see it as well. Anyway, uh, I don't want to give away everything, but it's a, it's essentially that that simple, that our hypocrisy is only dangerous when we don't think we are. So, and then we'll wrap up, you know, based on requests. So I do want um, everybody to, you know, think about all the things that we talked about. Um, think about all the things we you wish we covered. Um, please come with those things on Sunday so I can take them home and kind of study so we can have, you know, bring it back around and have some more practical, useful things. Everyday apologetics is what came to mind. Just things that we can say to to respond to people on the street um, or, you know, around the dinner table, stuff like that. So that's where we're going to go for the next couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm super excited that people keep coming back. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about this uh, after class. And um, obviously, um, once apologetics is, is completed we're going to go into um martin luther and 95 theses and um i am prepared for that class um but i'm also prepared to um give way to the class being like we need to address more day-to-day stuff so um <clears throat> if this is what you guys are wanting and seeking you guys have to be better in bringing it to us. We can't do it for you. And there's no way you're going to grow without you presenting it to us. Because at the end of the day, just like we said earlier, we're going to be like, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all good. Do, right? Do, 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 right? Yeah. So because we're, we're, we're here to serve you guys and um, walk together with you guys and grow together with you guys. But, you know, 
we need you guys to kind of step out into the water and uh, start bringing this stuff up so we can literally not that 95 thesis isn't gonna be fun you know it may be a little bit ben stein's you know bueller, bueller. <laughs> um, for those that don't get that reference um you're not you don't got the drip sorry <laughs> i'm not that old i think it's still pretty urban my friend still pretty urban uh but anyways uh thank you so much for uh for this week and thank you so much for what you've been doing this whole entire summer in um helping us to ask great questions and to be ready to have a def uh, a proper and good defense of our faith because we have to know why we believe it. So um, obviously when Edith and Stacy were with us, you know, I didn't get an opportunity to thank you. Um, and obviously I thank God for, for him putting you here in our congregation to really put us to like, why do we believe in what we believe? Because then if we don't believe that, then yeah, we're absolutely hypocrites and so it is a great conclusion on there. So uh, just some quick announcements. Um, we have Medieval Times coming up next week. If you did not text me and you did not register, sorry, bro. You're not going to go. I'll tell you how great of a time we had. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, we have Uno Game Night coming up uh, August 25th, right? Is that? Yep. Yes. That's, what uh, that's a Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, we are going to do a potluck. Uh, for that so um if if you don't like the way you cook there's a bunch of new restaurants in uh Bertelson. you can go and pick something up and bring it brown bag it for all i care so no but uh it'll be night nice. it'll be really really great uh to to do uno um yeah we i think we're talking un about different you know different flavors of uno you know yes yeah so yeah. it doesn't have to be your grandma's uno game yeah. from what i hear so and and game night just so everybody knows literally um, we're here like 1130, 12 at night. So even if you're at work and you're like, Oh, I won't be able to make it till six. We're here. Come have a good time. And, uh, we have the, t the televisions. I mean, there's people playing, um, the, uh, the switch. I was going to say the Wii. Wii. <laughs> I almost got said playing switch. Um, uh, the, the gym is open, you know, we run around. It literally is just so we have fellowship and have a family atmosphere and get to know each other better. So um, if even if you come by for an hour, just just come by, you know, come by and, and, and check it out. Um, we talked about it as a team that we're going to have to put our schedule together, probably start planning on doing things after uh, second service. Um, it seems a lot easier for us to do things during this um, fall and spring after right. Afterwards, we'll probably have a break during Christmas, uh, the holiday times. Yeah, it's just way too crazy. We'll probably have a break from podcast as well during that time frame. So, just setting people up the expectation holidays come around, maybe a Christmas special, maybe. <laughs> but we can, talk other... about, we can talk about the the all the whys about about Christmas and Easter and. <laughs> You can do a special holiday edition of If you have a tree in your house, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, um, that's gone. Um, life groups coming up. So um, I am really, I'm not even going to put the pressure on myself to create the life group. You y'all need to do that. If you don't do it, that's, you're missing out. That's on you. <laughs> we're not your parents. Right. So um, highly suggest you create a life group. We can assist you in everything that you need. Um, 
it's just all about fellowship at, at the end of the day uh, when it comes to it. So I want to do that. But most of all, um, for you that are going back to college, that are um, you guys were serving during the summer, thank you so much for the little time that you did have back at home that you came and spent a Sunday with us. It means yeah. a great deal to us. And um, we're very privileged and honor of you, honored for you to have been in class with us. Um, if, if, during the times you're away, if you guys have questions in regards to anything that we said in the podcast, I mean, we love getting feedback from you guys and we'd be happy to address it. If you want to be anonymous, we can keep it anonymous. Right as much as possible mitchell but you know <laughs> no <I'm kidding. laughs> just kidding um uh, but yeah yeah on there but um sean if you do me the favor of uh, praying over them uh, praying over the the end of this podcast as we get ready to tackle on uh this coming week heavenly father lord we thank you for today thank you for sunrise we thank you for breath thank you for your truth lord i pray that whatever it is or case of mistaken identity that we would seek you and your truth we'd be drawn close to you so that we can be who you created us to be or give us wisdom and grace that we can speak to lost world we shouldn't be surprised this isn't new it just has a different voice or give us wisdom and courage to speak truth give us grace and love to speak it your way lord help us to remember that everyone is welcome at the cross no matter what it is you've called everyone to lay it at the feet of the cross put their faith in in you your risen son and be transformed by your power not by ours father we thank you for these men and women who've invested their time this summer lord in serving others church camp and other different places lord i pray that you'd bless them for their efforts and thank you for bringing them back to us we appreciate them all so very much and we'll be praying blessings over them as they go back to school as they go to school for the first time lord let them know that we're here that we want the best for them that we are praying for them we're thinking about them and we're here to support them uh, no matter what it is help them to to know that they're welcome phone call or text or social media or whatever it is lord let them know that that we're here to serve to strengthen each other and lift them up so we can all be more like you father thank you for my brother jeff anthony thank you for his courage and wisdom and for blessing us with his passion with his courage pray that you would give him wisdom and peace and he would follow you or we would all seek to be closer to you pray this all in jesus name make it so amen amen praise god man love him this concludes this week's podcast just remember when the world tries to get you to backslide all you gotta say is nah